evening. When you look at me, <laughs> do you see a work of art in the making? A sketch of what I'll be. Wonder what you see in me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Amest, a podcast created by and run by the SAC. My name is Will, and I will be one of your hosts for today, along with Olivia. In our first episode, we talked about what the SAC is, and in our second episode, I talked to AMS President Cole Evans about his role in student government, along with a host of other interesting things. So definitely go ahead and check those episodes out as well. This week, Olivia and I are bringing you some self-development content to help you guys get on track for the new term and the new year. Later on in the episode, we'll chat about how we've implemented these strategies in our own lives so that you can learn from our mistakes. It's also worth noting that we are having a giveaway for this episode, so make sure you check out our social media for more details on how to enter, and make sure you listen to the entire episode. I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on UBC's Vancouver Point Grey campus, which is situated on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. I would also like to acknowledge that all of you are joining us today from many places near and far, and acknowledge the traditional owners and caretakers of those lands. Now, I will hand it off to Olivia to talk about her aesthetic organizational strategies. So the way I like to stay organized is with my planner. And I like to map out my day pretty notoriously. Like I write in all my classes. But I also, um, so I color coordinate everything, which helps me really differentiate all my classes um, and helps me really visualize things because I feel like I'm such a visual learner that writing just writing my notes in a different color really helps me categorize everything Um, but it also looks pretty and like helps me also with my planner what I what I'm able to do with it is that I can plan ahead and that really helps me as well so I'll look that I have like a deadline in a couple days and I'll trying to organize my time around it and like it's so therapeutic just to cross things off in your planner as you get them done like kind of making a to-do list for yourself and that way when you've done it you can cross it off which makes you feel really accomplished and then you're like okay let's do the next like task I really want to cross something else off that felt so good and it really helps me reduce my stress by just being able to sort of map out the next couple days or weeks and like that way no deadlines sneak up on you because that's the worst when you're like shoot I have an assignment due the next day but that's pretty much what I do maybe will you have some stuff to add to this a different strategy you use maybe for sure I can talk a little bit about my strategy now so what I do is something called mise en place which is part of a strategy that was developed by an author and I can't for the life of me remember his name right now but we can put him in the description of the episode and his book is called Mise en Place and it is about staying organized basically and how chefs do it better than anybody uh, like chefs in a kitchen for real um so what a chef might do and I am getting this from one of my chef friends as well we talked about this during one of our meetings for the SAC actually and what chefs tend to do is before the night starts and they have their stream of customers flow in is do something called a mise en place where they put everything in place for them to be successful for that night so they barely have to leave their workstation at all all they want to do is have all of their their tools and the food and everything ready to go for them so they don't have to move their feet at all and everything is as efficient as possible and so it can be you have to think ahead a lot to make this thing happen. You have to think, 
you know, what am I going to be doing later today? And how can I make that as efficient as possible? How can I get done tasks right now that are going to take some time away from me so that I can get more stuff done as well? So for example, if you're going to put something in the oven um, to bake, while you're doing something else, you probably want to like chop some veggies or something like that while the thing is baking in the oven. That way you're making the absolute most of your time and being efficient. And so during a mise en place, what you would do is set everything up. So you're doing everything like without moving around too much and also get those tasks that require somebody else's time or just some time in general, get those done first. That way you can get other immediate tasks done in the interim and then come back to those other tasks at the very end. So that's kind of some of the basics of mise en place. And really one of the key, one other key aspect of it is that what you're going to do is take your to-do list at the beginning of every day or whenever you want to. I do it the night before, but that's totally up to you. Take it and, what, and do something called squaring it with the calendar. So let's say on your to-do list, you have to take some notes for a class and you have to go to the gym and you have to call your mom, which are hopefully things that we're all doing, <laughs> especially calling our moms. They all want to hear from us. So what you're going to do uh, either the day of or the night before is go ahead and just write all that down in your calendar. If you got to take some notes for a class that you're doing asynchronously and you have an hour long lecture to watch, make sure you block off at least an hour to do that lecture. So maybe from like 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., you're watching the lecture. Then you schedule in another hour to go ahead and work out and then maybe another hour for lunch, and then another hour after that to call your mom. And that's gonna make sure that you actually get everything done. So what humans do is we actually operate a lot more by the clock. So we operate in hours and minutes and stuff like that. We're really good at thinking, oh, okay, in 10 minutes, I'm gonna move on to this next, next task, or oh, I need to let this bake for 15 minutes, or oh, like chopping veggies is only gonna take me five minutes. But what we're really bad at is operating with the calendar and thinking that, oh, you know, days ahead, I need to, you know, do this thing or, you know, in a couple hours, even I need to do this next thing. Um, so what we want to do is put all the stuff in our to-do list into the calendar. So we're not missing those kind of things anymore. So that everything that we are thinking about ahead of time gets time, uh, gets the right amount of time. Cause we're notoriously bad at underestimating the amount of time it takes us to do something. I, you know, I'll set myself up for a, a 30 minute workout and then spend an hour and a half doing it because I'm on Instagram half the time. Um, so by setting those time limits, setting those constraints on yourself and making sure that you're moving on one task to the next and keeping up with your calendar keeps you super accountable. And it really helps you kind of have an idea of how busy you're going to be this week, how busy you're going to be today. And it also lets you schedule in time for, for rest and downtime, which is just as important as the time you're going to spend being productive. So that is basically mise en place, uh, abstracting away tons of the little complexities of it but it's still a really great and important thing to do if it sounds like it's up your alley. I use Google Calendar to do it, um, as well as some other like note-taking apps that all kind of help me keep everything in one place. Um, that's kind of the, the setup part. So I, I make sure that everything is at my computer. I don't have to like go around the house looking at calendars and grabbing different books and note sets and all this kind of stuff. All of my notes are on my computer and all of my like calendar events are also on my computer. So I'm never you know, trying to find something is never that difficult. And you can take that kind of mise en place and do it digitally as well. So that, you know, you're not trying to go through mountains of folders and directories in your computer to find the notes that you're looking for. You can just have all your notes for a certain class on your desktop if you know you're going to use it a lot. So just keep things that you use a lot accessible and make sure that you're kind of keeping a hierarchy of what's useful to you um, on hand. That way you're never moving around with more than you have to and that you have your entire day ready to go for you. And it's pretty much a simple way to keep you on track. Um, so with both of our kind of strategies for productivity and development uh, out of the way, Olivia and I were just going to talk a little bit about kind of how we've implemented them into our own lives and maybe some of the mistakes we've made as well uh, when it comes to these things. So Olivia, 
I want to hear about your color-coded notes a bit more because when you told me about this, I was like, this sounds awesome. My notes are all in black and white and they're definitely not as good looking as yours. Well, I feel like it's been a lot easier since online school has started to be able to do something like this. Like this has really been something I've taken up since Mm. school has all gone online. And that's just because it's way easier to carry around like a big notebook and like five pens or it's way harder to carry that stuff around on Mm -hmm. campus than it is just to like have it on my desk. It's way easier for me to do that now, Mm -hmm. which is, which is great. And I feel like it has actually really helped me in visualizing my tasks just because that's how I envision it now. And I'm like coordinate, like I associate this class, like my pink class. Okay. Like what did I learn in my pink class? And I found it really helpful, especially because this term I'm taking all art history courses. And so I was worried that the content would sort of overlap in my mind. But this has really helped me this term mm-hmm. so far. So what what is your pink class? I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pink class is actually art history uh, 321, which is a class about the Italian Renaissance. It's very cool. That sounds yeah. awesome. Because all my notes are just like in one place. Like I, I was talking... I was talking like big ego stuff about how I've got all my notes set up perfectly and stuff like that like five minutes ago. But now I'm realizing my notes are all in one color. So I'm definitely losing out on that. But I feel like <laughs> all one color, like I feel like I learned this in like a psych 101 class like a couple of years ago, but like it helps you like memorize stuff or like helps with that, like recall or something like that. Can you verify this fact? <laughs> you know what? I cannot verify, but I can tell you that it works for me for sure. No, for sure. That's good. Because <laughs> I, I, it's something I should implement as well. Because I feel like I, I also, like, I guess, learn in a somewhat visual way, which I think a lot of people do. I think most people are visual learners, or maybe it's kinesthetic, which is like actually doing. But I feel like when I'm thinking about notes during a test or something like that, I'm always like actually picturing like the shape of the notes or something like that. A really weird thing. Like you think about your notes that you just took and it's like, oh, like it's like, you know, two long lines followed by a short line or something like that. It's a really weird thing to like remember, but I feel like that's how I learn as well. And so maybe I should start color coding notes because that would work for me as well. Um, But like my experience with like the calendar and squaring my to-do list with the calendar in particular has overall been very good. And I've gone to both extremes with it as well. I've gone to the point of like scheduling every 15 minutes to the calendar. I mean, like I have a 15 minute break here and then a 15 minute walk and then a 15 minute snack and then 15 minute meditation. And then I'm, you know, doing blah, blah, blah. So like that is great and lots of fun, but also like so tedious to plan that out. It can take like half an hour to plan out your day in 15 minute chunks. And all of a sudden there goes half an hour of valuable time that you could spend either doing homework or just relaxing and actually taking some time for yourself to do what you want to do. Um, so spending 30 minutes a day is like a lot. Um, and I, I used to do it in the morning, but I found myself doing it at night more. It's a nice way to go to bed, not distracted, not having your mind racing through, through things. Cause once you've got like, oh, if you're thinking, okay, I've got like, you know, uh, an art history, like, um, essay due on Friday, plus a discussion post due tomorrow. Oh man, I've got those, both of those things on my mind. Like I'm going to get them done in time. But if the night before, you know, half an hour before you go to bed or something like that, you just pull up to the laptop, open up Google Calendar, and just schedule in some time for that discussion post and that essay, you're good to go. You just have that stuff off your mind. You know, you know, that's a future Will problem. That's a future Olivia problem. You know, let my, let tomorrow me deal with the essay and the discussion post because I just want to go to sleep now. So I found a lot of success actually 
with kind of like doing it the day before, which I don't think is how they recommend you do it in the book. Um, but however, you know, the whole thing about these strategies is that you're supposed to manipulate them or like do whatever you do, do whatever you want to do with them to make them work for you. You know, you don't have to follow everything to a T. I find that interesting because if I look at my planner at the end of the night, it stresses me out so much. Like even oh, really? if I've outlined my tasks for tomorrow or anything, I, I, it just like makes my brain start thinking about it. And then like, I'm like, oh no, I gotta start, I gotta start working on this. Like, even mm. though I know it's the end of the night, I sort of have, it sort of has the opposite effect on me, which is kind of interesting. I'm glad that works for you. No, for um, sure. I was wondering about how you organize your time and such, just because for me, I always find that I'm underestimating how long a task will take me. And yours seems like so so tedious in that you're like for me on plastic you're like okay 15 minutes and then another 15 minutes I'm going to do another task I will do that I'll be like oh yeah I'll do this discussion post and then all of a sudden it's an hour later and I allocated only 30 minutes of time to do it <laughs> no for sure <laughs> I think oh man like because the thing is I was I guess I didn't fill you in on the last part of this I did the 15 minute thing and I kind of don't do that much anymore because I feel like scheduling to the every 15 minutes is just like brutal um, like it takes a lot of time and also you know you easily go over it all the time like you know instead of taking instead of taking 15 minutes to or 30 minutes to do a discussion post you take 45 or an hour because you get distracted halfway through doing something else right so I guess I, I try and overestimate I think the amount of time it takes me to do things like usually what I'll do is you know I'll set aside an hour and a half for an assignment today um, maybe I've worked on it a couple times already up until now so maybe this is hopefully like the last hour and a half I have to do or maybe I even have more time later to that day scheduled to do it. But if I finish it early, there's no problem with that. That's the best case scenario. If I finish it early, then I can just like, you know, that's just free time now. I don't even go back to the calendar and change it around. I'm just like, okay, anytime I had scheduled for this assignment is like, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, like those kind of things, Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever you want to do with your time, like, or work out or read or something like that, hang out with your friends. Um, all those good things, those can fill all those extra little times because like, I guarantee once you start doing this kind of strategy, you're going to open up more time in your day as opposed to lose time in your day. Because all of a sudden you're not spending three hours a day on Instagram or social media when you really should be working. That way you can relegate your, um, you know, your social media time. That three hours can find its time at the end of the day or whatever. Um, and so that way you can be a lot more intentional about how you spend your free time. You don't get caught up in the Instagram trap or anything like that in the endless scroll. You're way more intentional about it. And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go and use Instagram at the end of the day and still do my scroll and still do all that good stuff and catch up on the memes and catch up on the news or whatever you do. But it's a much more intentional way to do it. And you actually have a lot more time in the end because you haven't wasted like little 10 to 15 minute increments of time uh, during the day uh, doing Instagram stuff, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of work to kind of get into it because you got to like set up your whole calendar and whatnot but it can be really useful once you actually get the ball rolling on it and this term especially I found it to be hugely successful um, not that I'm excelling in all my courses honestly I feel like the profs are giving me a bit of a beat down right now but it's still I think without this though I would feel completely overwhelmed completely overwhelmed I already feel a little absolutely bit overwhelmed. I think we all did yeah but I think yeah like, without this it'd be like oh my gosh I'm like you know drowning in the sea of assignments yeah that makes a lot of sense I really felt that at the beginning of September like the first term that started fully online um, because normally the first week of classes you go back to school and it's like syllabus week and you go to like 
class for 20 minutes and you see your friends and whatnot. Whereas this September, it was like I logged on to Canvas and just every single assignment I had due and every single lecture for the next four weeks was on there. And I was just so overwhelmed that going into this term, I was, I was like, okay, I really had to mentally prepare myself for like logging onto Canvas on the first week. It's so stressful, but like planning it out and really like allocating time to do certain tasks is so helpful and just sort of taking a step back and looking at it at like a bigger picture and scheduling it all. It's, it's quite helpful. It really is. And it does help me reduce my stress overall, I'd say. Absolutely. I think you totally touched on something like so interesting there, which is like getting overwhelmed right away and like feeling like it's a mountain of work you have to tackle. I think just like putting for black, you know, in a metaphor, putting pen to paper here can make it a much more like tangible and achievable thing. You know, just like they say, you have to like write down your goals. You have to write down your assignments to make sure they happen. Like your brain isn't meant to remember stuff um, for months and weeks on end. Like, oh, I have this essay coming up in three weeks. Your brain isn't meant to remember that the whole time. If you write it down, it's no longer your brain's priority to, you know, store memory in your brain or keep memory available for, uh, for that essay. You can just like, you know, start using your brain power for other things instead of just remembering an endless list of assignments you have to get done. So I think you told that's such an interesting thing that I kind of just started doing this term was like writing everything down a bit more. And it's been so good. Totally. I 100% agree. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Tomb Asked. We really appreciate your continued support. Look out for more episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks as we have some exciting guests coming up. You can go to our Instagram page to find out more information about the podcast and other exciting things that SAC is up to. As for the giveaway for this episode, you can head to our Instagram page for details on how to enter. There are a couple options for prizes, but they will all help you be more productive in the end. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. But before you go, I just want to quickly tell you about the wonderful people who have provided us with the music for this. So that's a huge shout out to A Capella. They're a UBC group that does a cappella, spelled E-H question mark capella. Love that. You can find more information about them on their Facebook page, which will be linked in this episode's description. Music from this episode and potentially from future episodes will be coming from their record, Take You There. So check them out on Spotify as well under the name A Capella, and we look forward to featuring them more on the podcast soon. Bye. Don't take your love away Forever in your embrace Without you I'm like a storm with no wind Tossed by the wind and sea